Psalm chapter 11. In Yahweh I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows on the strings, that they may shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yahweh is in his holy temple. Yahweh is on his throne in heaven. His eyes observe. His eyes examine the children of men. Yahweh examines the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and him who loves violence. On the wicked, he will rain blazing coals, fire, sulfur, and scorching winds shall be the portion of their cup. For Yahweh is righteous. He loves righteousness and the upright will see his face. Well, <laughs> one of the things about the Psalms is they're so short. There's so many short Psalms, of course, with one notable exception. So just seven verses. In the first three verses, it seems like someone's telling him to flee for, you know, flee. Someone's saying, flee to the mountains. And verses four to seven, he puts his trust in the Lord and he says, no, the Lord will deliver me. And he decides not to flee. Some people have said, oh, this is proof that, you know, when you're in trouble, don't go anywhere, don't run away. But in the New Testament, Jesus actually said to his disciples, you know, if trouble comes, you know, leave the city and go to the next. So in the New Testament, we actually have an example of people running away from trouble. So you always have to know what the Lord wants and you do that by prayer. But in this actual Psalm, we have what looks to be like um, an eternal perspective. So David, he this is one of five Psalms which are called persecution Psalms. And they're all set in the context of David, the guy who wrote the Psalm being persecuted. Now, I don't know if you've ever been persecuted. We've all experienced um, struggles at different times in our lives. I've never been persecuted in a way that I would have considered genuine persecution. When I was um, a pastor in Mount Morgan and uh, in the ministry, I had some things happen to me which kind of bordered on persecution, but they were never overt and outright. I had a, a pet sheep that I'd bought to mow my lawn because my hill was on the side of this very slopey block. And so it was just practical. I, it wasn't anything about sheep that I liked. I just needed something to help me mow the lawn. But uh, one night I came home and the previous night had been a lunar eclipse, full moon. When I came home the next morning, I had been away and my sheep was there headless. And so someone had, you know, uh, essentially what happened was that my sheep was offered for a sacrifice on the night of a full moon lunar eclipse. So it was a scheme of Satan against me as a pastor. And uh, that's a, a very interesting story, <laughs> which I'm not going to share today. But I did write a book in which I mentioned that there's a, the book I wrote is called Sermons on the Mount, 14 Years in Mount Morgan. And there's a whole chapter on that called The Headless Sheep. And so, you know, I went through some experiences where I was kind of persecuted for my faith. And I felt a little unsafe in my own home. I felt like I didn't know who my enemies were because, you know, there were people that obviously didn't like me, but I didn't know who they were. And I ended up finding out who a few of them were. That's in the book as well. But, um, you know, those were interesting experiences, but, you know, kind of a sense of persecution there. But there are people who are, go through actual persecution, and David did. 
when we were going through first and second Samuel, we heard the stories of David fleeing for his life. Saul was trying to kill him. And in this psalm, he's told, flee to the mountains. And he says, no, the Lord is my refuge. And then he says in verse 6, he's talking about the Lord. He says, the Lord examines the righteous and on the wicked he will rain blazing coals, fire, sulfur and scorching wind. Well, that, what does that sound like? That sounds like hell. Sounds like what will ultimately come to the wicked. But he says in verse 7, But Yahweh is righteous, he loves righteousness, and the upright will see his face. Well, what does that sound like? That sounds like heaven. Sounds like the day when the Lord judges all things and the wicked get what's coming to them, but the righteous get to see him. So this psalm, it's, it's not... It, it's set in a context of David you know, being persecuted, but ultimately it's about the Lord and his judgment and what's going to happen. And you, that's what I, you know, there's times I've been through difficulty and I've prayed to the Lord, deliver me. But I know that ultimately we will be delivered. We will be delivered not just from the, the power of sin and that we've been forgiven, but we will be delivered from the influence of sin, that sin will no longer be able to harm us. Some people said that this psalm encourages people to not run away from persecution, you know, to stand their ground and believe that the Lord will deliver them. There's a very interesting verse in Luke 21, verse 18. Jesus was talking about, um, you know, talking to his disciples, and he said, I assure you, not one hair of your head will perish. So if you take that verse just all on its own, the one that Jesus spoke, it sounds like, you don't have to worry. You don't have to do anything. God will look after you. Not even a hair of your head will perish. You'll be fine. But we do know that there were a lot of early Christians that did perish. That they that that they you know they were burned alive in the fire. Every hair on their head melted. So what was Jesus saying? <laughs> what he was saying? He was talking about eternal security, and he was saying you can trust in the Lord because the wicked will be punished, but you will see my face. Not one hair of your head will, will perish. You know, in eternity, the Lord has our back. He looks after us. We can trust him. So as far as this earth is concerned, there are times to flee. <laughs> there are also times to hold your ground, as various Christians have done through the ages. And this psalm will help you <laughs> because it's a prayer that you can pray. You can pray to the Lord. And I think that's what the psalms are for. The Psalms are prayers for all occasions in your life. There are times when you do have to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. There are other times when you can pray the Psalms and say, the Lord is my rock. I will not be moved. So there's a Psalm for every occasion. And as you go through the Psalms, a lot of Christians do this. They read a Psalm every day. You will be amazed at how the words jump out and they live for you because the Holy Spirit brings them to life and they become a prayer for you in that moment. So this is one of the, the five persecution psalms when David is being mistreated. And if you're mistreated, it's a psalm for you as well. Lord, I thank you for Psalm 11. I thank you that we have the, the words of Christ, but also the words of people who prayed these prayers and been through these positions. And I pray you deliver us from evil, deliver us from persecution, and may your people be strong. In Jesus' name, amen.